caught in my stuff. Gotta get your cup. Gotta get my cup. Gotta get your cup. So this is our first one. First one. We're gonna achieve changing our voice for our podcast voice. <laughs> late night radio talk show host voice. <laughs> is it weird starting your it's first weird. one? It's weird. It's weird starting your first one. Okay. Well, so we're starting our first one. But why? But why, right? Why so was, why does the world was, need another relationship podcast? Right. So, so here's here's what I wanted to say. I was kind of thinking about this. Well, you have to address have to address the why for the people, right? Um, I like you and I spend a lot of time talking, in general. We do. So we like talking already, and then, and then naturally, I think it just transitions itself, right? Well, to. To like, it shouldn't be wasted. It shouldn't be wasted on us. In fact, right. we ourselves forget what we talk about half of the time. Right. This way I can go back and listen to my own pearls of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> really, your pearls of wisdom. Yeah. Obviously. I will, I will, I will marry that one. Yeah. No, so so the, the goal, right? The goal of the podcast is mm-hmm. to... So our relationship has been weird. You can say it, that. We've been married for 20 years. Yep. And it has not been, it has been great if you look at it as an overarching place of where we are right now. Right. But right, but it could have been different. Could have been different. Right. Lots of, lots of points of uh, turmoil. And, and so because of that, right, because I'm swallowing, I don't even know if that's like hearable there or not. But because of that, like makes you evaluate like what, what could have been done, what could have been changed, right? And so from the overarching standpoint, you know, you, spiritually, right, you can say, oh, no, nothing needed to be changed because everything was perfect. But, but <laughs> I would say that, right. uh, you're still, you're still, we're still going through it. And so we're still like discovering stuff and then. About ourselves. About ourselves. And discovering things about a relationship. And then like now in hindsight, yeah. Going, oh, we could have just done this or we could have done that. Right. And almost as a lesson to, lesson's the wrong word, pearls of wisdom to people who might be going through something similar or who want to avoid going through something similar. Like. Yeah. But I think it turns out everyone we talk to is going through something like this. Yeah. Like very, I think we're all quite literally going through the same thing. Maybe the nuance and the details are different, but you know, COVID brought on a slew of divorces, but honestly just brought, brought on slew of uproaring of your inner self uh, that instead of being addressed ended up being a divorce. Yeah. And so like, I don't think my goal is to actually save people from divorces. That is not what I like. Right. I, I don't, I'm not against divorces. But at the same time, I think majority of relationships are savable and can be saved. Not because that is the end goal, because you are together for a reason. And then that reason probably to begin with started, let's say, on good circumstances. Yeah. Uh, Caveat, right? But if you didn't get together for the right reason, or if you're currently in an abusive relationship, that that does not apply to that. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think that takes care of the why. And so I think it, I want, I want it to be honest. Yeah. Honesty is good. No, but, but I say that knowing what that will bring up between you and I, you know? Yeah. All the 
alone. Like, right? So All things, the stuff. Yeah, but things that I, you and I still, right? Like we can talk about it to each other in private and, and it's comfortable because we have spent so much time going through it. But then, but then might not be as comfortable in this format. But, but that, but having said that, it is uncomfortable because somehow your body still perceives it as being taboo or being wrong or being, um, right. There's still pain body behind it. Yeah. And so the reason why it's completely uncomfortable, completely not comfortable, it is because you're you're still budging against the fact that that even is the truth. Yeah, yeah. There's this. There's this like it's a stuck energy in there. Yeah. About it, about something in the past, or you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, or shame. Shame, and there's uh. Yeah, shame. A lot of shame. I think, but that's the thing. I think it's the shame that causes us to go within, and not not allow our truth to flow. Right? Yeah. And so then we're just broken. Not not like not that broke. I'm not judging, right? I'm not saying that broken is wrong. We're supposed to be broken so they can we can find ourselves through that brokenness. But then the process of that finding is yesterday we brought this up is it's so difficult. It is so difficult to find yourself and or much less than on top of that fix your marriage, right? Or have your family be in balance. Right. And, and, you know, doing all of that at the same time, F- finding yourself, fixing yourself, fixing your marriage, got some kids in there too. Yeah. It could be a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if we need to bring up the kids or always, so we have two kids. Two kids? Two kids, high schooler and elementary schooler. They will be part of the conversation, I'm sure. And as they're listening to this, when they grow up, they'll be rolling their eyes like, what Mom, the heck? Dad. Why did you have to say that? <laughs> that is our son's voice. That's not true. <laughs> that's our dog's voice, what it is. <laughs> oh, no. that's true. Dog, I guess. Oh my gosh, this probably gets warm when you hold it. Not my, oh, I'm using the wrong cup. Oh, that's fine. Oh, no. I like that cup. I brought the other cup. Oh, well. Yeah, so that, uh, wait, that, that, that was more than, than enough an explanation of the why. Do you, do you have anything to add to the why? No. No, it ha- already, already feels good. It feels good. Half a uh, warning to future generations and half a uh, way to, that I can look back and remember your pearls of wisdom. When I'm dead? No, when I've forgotten <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, yeah, no. I, and so, oh yeah, this is what I was saying that I wanted to extrapolate on. Right, everyone who talked to who has got went through a divorce already, right? And then everyone who's at like, and then we know we hear of so many people who are actively struggling, like in that decision process of do I, do I not? Or maybe divorce is like almost not even an option based on their religious belief. But meanwhile, they're stuck in the terrible situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I'm not, you know, condoning divorce or wait, it's the opposite encouraging, encouraging divorce or condoning it either way. Uh, it's the right thing for some people some of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as you go through the relationship, like, right, as you and I were trying to fix our relationship, what we, what we also came to realize that, that if this fixing, right, actually leads to divorce, that's okay too. Yeah. Right. You almost have to kind of surrender. 
Yeah, and that was a that was a hard thing for me to accept. Yeah. I, you know, I it was that was hard to accept that that that, that possibility A was possible and B would be okay. And I would live and you would live and the kids would live and everybody would still be alive. And, you know, and, you know, very possibly for the better. Who knows? Right? Yeah. Yeah, but, well, you know what? That's something that we should address if we're not addressing it right now. Just because you have attachment issues. I have I have a lot of attachment issues. I have attachment issues and I'm like a compulsive people pleaser too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm writing it down as a note, just so if we don't address it in this one, that may like that might be this own its own episode, yeah. and just attachment style. Yeah, right. So, b- based on why you got into relationship to begin with, and then why are you staying? Yeah, right. Th- that could be clue within itself of the of the some of the things that you need to get addressed, right? But I I do think we need to address that later. Yeah. Yeah. Because to start with, I think to start with, I guess, it, 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 should we start with just our own story? Does that feel right? Well, we could, we could just have that as the, as the intro episode, if you want. Or we can keep going as one big episode. Oh, no. I think it should just be continuing an episode. Let's keep going. Yeah. I mean, because that was, that was like 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think 10 minutes will like. Some, let, people, let, have, some people have 10 minute intro episodes. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we could cut it or we could, we can continue. But I think the transition is, I think this is a great transition is maybe dig into the, the depth of our, of our shit. Our history? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so and, and why, and I guess maybe with, with the outlook of here's where we were and then I know it's 20 years worth of it. But like in the brush strokes, but at the same time with a nuance of details that that will kind of paint the picture, right? But um, okay, maybe I should say this. But at the same time, when when you enter into a marriage, right? Yeah, this and so this is probably at the core of it. Oh yeah, okay. When you enter into the marriage, you're almost entering into into a marriage based on your personal pain body. Yeah. Any relationship, really. Yeah. Not just marriage. No, that, that one's fine. Oh. That was, that was a different one that I was talking about. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, that's the key is, right? So, I will touch on the spiritual aspects of it because it is a spiritual-oriented podcast, I guess. Oh, is it spiritual? I, that's not it, the goal. It will, but that is. It will touch on that. Yeah, it will. It will kind of get there, and so the the essence of your marriage, really at the core, is that you are being drawn into by default. I think I'll just go into the spiritual aspect of it right from the beginning, because then everything else is just kind of a, a, an outflow of it. You are drawn into someone by default because they will be the best challenge for you to find yourself. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're drawn to someone, you're attracted to them for a number of reasons, but at a, at a spiritual level, I think your soul and their soul are like, Hey, we're going to really push each other's buttons. Let's see where this goes. 
Yeah. Well, it's not even the pushing each other's buttons. Buttons. You might even be. You might even seem on the surface to be very compatible with each other. Yeah. Which we are. Yeah. No. It's. I mean, it has nothing to do with compatibility. It's like the pain body buttons. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. The but the buttons that you're hiding from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The shit that you don't know that is there will come up because this person is is in such way or designed in such ways that this relationship will right. bring out of you. But in truth is you will just take that internal pain body and you will start balancing it off of your spouse. Your spouse's pain pain body. Oh, you, well, the, the yeah, pain that's, body the, is just kind that's of like that's icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bounce back and forth off each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're actually it's almost like you start a relationship and you think you're starting it with this other human being. You think that, like we, we actually think that, like, oh, look, I am in a relationship now. And so therefore there's this other person. But the truth is you're just continue to live your own one-sided pain body. And this other person just becomes your target. Yeah. Yeah. And not necessarily target for the worse, right? Target both for the worse and for the better. Yeah. And it just really comes, I mean, I think we do that with all relationships in our lives, even, yeah. you know, with the brothers and sisters and with our parents and, yes. with, you know, friends and everything. But when you are in a married relationship and you spend a lot of time together and that's the one that just, where really is the most visible and the most uh, impactful because, you know, nobody really knows you better than, than your spouse, I assume. In the and, ideal situation, yeah. In the ideal situation. Well, but then also, let's be realistic, you're locked up in the box with them. Yeah. At, le at least half of your day, right? Right. So by default, you're you're locked with them. Right. right. But that, that's the whole point of marriage is right. you're locked with them. I mean, ideally, you're locked there with someone that you want to be locked with. But but Ideally. But you and I were there with someone that we want to be locked with, and yet we were still in that position. Yeah. Right? And the COVID, instead of having half of your day being locked there, you were in, locked in them. 24-7. So uh, and, and we we work together. So we are locked oh, yeah, together 24-7. Yeah, yeah, we work together. So outside of our, our podcasting endeavors and everything else that we do, we also have a full-time job together. I say full-time. But, you know, there's multiple, a lot of full-time jobs. Full jobs. Multiple full-time jobs. together. Yeah. One more full-time job here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, all re it applies to all relationships. So even though this is a relationship podcast and then you and I married a couple and we will be addressing this from the marriage end standpoint, this applies to everything. Yeah. I mean, it would, good friends, it would apply to that too. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, you're right. Like, you know, siblings, parents, it's just, it, that's just yeah. the essence of children. you. Children, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was, another, that, that's another thing that I did wanted to point out. One of the major reasons I'm starting this is one, our son is of of an age where, you know, he's starting to have more in-depth relationship with people around him, right? As you hit your teenage years, you're, you're, you're out there looking for relationships, deeper yeah. relationships, just a scratch, you know, scratch yeah. friends on surface. And so I'm, I'm, he will not like this, but I'm, I am... Wanting to have this out there because it will be extremely helpful for anyone new who's starting a relationship to start it from the right foot. Right. I know he rolls his eyes when he hear, hears us talk about it and everything, but yeah, it's like, but oh my like gosh, if, I, if now, I could, I say if I could hear this when I was younger, but I know how stubborn I was and I would have just said, oh, this is a bunch of baloney. Um, 
But, I but think if, the I younger have, if I could have internalized this for real yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was younger, it would have made a world of difference. I, but I think you, you younger, 30 years ago, were not the same that's, caliber kids that are out there right now. No, I mean, that's true too. Right. That's true too. Right. As, as, as his friends come into our home and we have these deeper conversations, they get it. They do get it. I'm I'm amazed because I'm like oh my gosh this you couldn't talk about this when you were when I when I was a a, a kid yeah it's this is it would have been it would have been like too personal and too almost taboo and like it it wouldn't have been a thing to talk about yeah but but I think energetically we were just not a match for that type of in depth discovery thirty years ago yeah. We society? Yeah, let's say society. Or, or maybe, um, I, I mean, I, um, yeah, like maybe the, I, and this is going to be slightly more esoteric, but I might as well get into it. Calibrationally, our, the frequency of our being was not in tune with in more in-depth study or more in-depth knowledge, yeah. right? What do they call them? Uh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to bring in like a spiritual standpoint into more of a mainstream, but they call them indigo children, right? The children that are just different, right? Uh, and then, you know, at, at some point people people looked at them and they're like, oh, well, they're special and whatever, whatever, whatever. But in truth is we all have that capability within us at this point um, and all generations forward, even, even like I didn't even know what generation Aiden would be. But his generation already has that in. So the kids who are born in two th early 2000s uh, and on for sure have it. I know that. But even, even in the 90s, I think, right? There's this transitional period to where maybe some people had it right from the beginning. But now even, even older adults are kind of in that same position. Yeah. And, and societally, it's, it's now okay to talk about mental health. It's okay to talk about relationships. It's okay to talk about you name it, it's all okay. It's not just like hidden in shame like it was growing up for me. It was just like, yeah, like growing up, there was just, oh, you don't talk about that. You don't talk, oh, you know, you're feeling, you're feeling sad. We don't talk about that. You just don't talk about it. That, that was just hammered into me. And I imagine it's hammered into a lot of people, maybe even still to this day, but hopefully less so than, than before. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a good starting point, right? So when you and I got married, that was our starting point. Guess what? You have feelings? No, yeah. you don't. No, you don't. You, you want to talk about something? No, you don't. Yeah. That's the story of my life growing up. Yeah. And so I grew up. I, you know, you know, I don't even know if I saw my parents talk a lot. I saw them yell a lot, but I don't know if I saw them talk a lot. But my idea of a relationship that worked, regardless of how I was brought up, was you talk. The, guess what? You talk. Now, I do know that is something that women tend to do a lot more. Like women want to talk. Uh, but I'm not saying it from the standpoint of, of judgment here, but women want to talk because they know that talking leads to resolution. And men, in general, I'm generalizing here, tend to shy away from feelings. Yep. At least older men, right? Men who grew up like in your 
age group and younger and older. Yeah. But younger men tend to be more open to it, I think, in general. Because, I once again, I think we are, we are, we are now primed for discovery, like for self-awareness. And so the reason why so many marriages are imploding right now is because the feelings are coming up. Your self-discovery is coming up. Yeah, I mean... And then the easiest place for it to implode is the first thing, is marriage. Yeah, I mean, it's something that, like, once you realize that, you're like, oh, you know, I've always felt that. I've always kind of known that this is there, or this is an issue deep down, but I've never really acknowledged it or dealt with it. Pain body-wise? Yeah, or, yeah, pain body, or, or, yeah, sure issue of like oh i don't talk about things yeah i have feelings but i, I have, don't talk yeah, about I have them. feelings but i don't talk about things but that quickly turns into i don't have feelings you can just convince yourself i don't i don't have feelings i'm not i'm not sad i'm not upset i'm not anxious you are anxious that's in there yeah yeah, yeah. i was anxious yeah I, to a you know to a degree i'm still anxious it's less than before but i'm you know that's it's in there but now i can feel it and i'm like oh okay there's anxiety kicking up but for the vast majority of my life, it was there and it was causing the the physiological damage and symptoms, but I I didn't have a, a vocabulary for it because I had purposely gone, nope, I don't feel that. I don't feel anything. Yeah. So on a larger scale, you know, besides the fact that there's just a lot of trapped energy. Right. Yeah. 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 So when we when we got married, anytime we would have any kind of resolution or any kind of a resolution that I wanted to reach, right? Like don't don't go to bed angry type of a type of a approach. Um obviously it was stirring at my pain body. On my end it was like, oh, let's let's get things resolved. Let's let's bring everything up to the surface <laughs> but which which to right. you based on your like oh i don't have feelings not only that i don't know what to do I that's mean, radical i mean there's that and i saw it all as a personal attack to some degree where you know it was you would say something and you know right or wrong that doesn't even matter it was like it was a it was a shot against me and and i didn't deal well with that it was an, an ego Ego thing. Ego. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was a uh, honestly pretty fairly recent realization was that it's not all a it's not all about me and b you know people can can say something or criticize something and it's that's okay it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't actually matter in a in a like well at all especially in this in this you know cosmic sense it doesn't it doesn't matter you know i you know i i'll be mad at i'll be mad at you for this or that and it doesn't it's not a shot against you it's if it's upsetting me that says more about me than it does about you and if what i'm doing is upsetting you that says more about you than it does about me now there are things that i can do that would upset anybody i could you know I don't know. 
you, you name it. I could club a seal. I could I could go clubbing baby seals. <laughs> That'll upset basically anyone. I hope. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But the but that that upsetting usually right like what where it, it truly deeply lies it's just it's just the depth of the pain body that right. there's a child right the chi- child within wounded by that particular thing and it's it's almost never right it's me saying something superficial about like oh you left a water filter can in in, in the sink, sink right? I, I still do on occasion. Right. That that's so right. with me, right? Like, oh, well, anytime I'm feeling slightly anxious, my pain body is, oh, I have to have things clean. Right. And so so like the sink being clean, it, I you know, I have known this for years and years before I even started doing any kind of self-awareness work that oh, clean a clean sink is kind of like a thing, right? It's like a you got to have a clean sink. Right. And so you leaving the water filter in the sink triggers my pain body. Right. No, of course I can go, oh, Elliot and his water filter, right? But again, it has nothing to do with Elliot and the water filter leaving in the sink. It's just my pain body of like, oh, look, you're anxious right now. Right. The flip side is I shouldn't leave it in the sink. It's, you know, as a, as a, as a, gesture of respect to you you've asked me not to put leave in the sink and i could just take it out of the sink so there's you know there's two sides to that there's yes me leaving if me leaving the water filter in the sink bothers you that is your issue yeah but at the same time as a loving spouse i can take steps to not do things that i know irritate you yeah but but it should be on me to Right. The, the truth, there's, the there's truth both. behind there's both. Yeah. No, you can be kind and you can, you, you know, you right. can almost be compassionate. That's where compassion comes in. You can yeah. be compassionate and go, oh, this is a trigger that my wife experiences. Like leaving something in the sink is a trigger for my wife. I can be compassionate and realize that she's going through something right now that is much bigger than a water filter in a sink. But at the same time, you can. Take, choose to take it out and next yeah. time not put it in. Yeah. Yeah. But on my end, my responsibility is, you know, in truth is not to be triggered by the fact that you did that. I mean, that is yeah. really at the core of it. It doesn't, yes, you could choose to be compassionate or you could choose not to be, but at the depth, right? Anything little that bothers us, like how your husband chews, a lot of people like bring that up, right? Sometimes I bother by the way you chew, but it has nothing to do with the way you chew. It has to do, are you going to start chewing right now? <laughs> it has to do with, at that moment, you're quite literally irritated about something much, much right. deeper. Yeah. And this thing on the surface is basically kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Is This is the straw that is breaking the back. Yes. But it is much, much cheaper than chewing or the water filters or, you know, clothes by the bedside or anything else little that might bother you in a relationship. Right? Yeah. So the... Uh... No, so yeah, so yeah, on your end, you can choose to be compassionate. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. The, uh, I mean, a marriage is basically two people getting together and cosmically agreeing to trigger each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah. order to really get to the root of those triggers, which is the pain body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ideally process that out and work through that. Yeah. And discover it. Discover it, 
but the greatest benefit to it is that if you have a relationship like ours that is willingly and openly, I think we have a friend who's getting ready to join us. Um, I, I think if you're willing to have a spouse that you're honest with and truthful with, then the benefit of that pain body, right? The benefit to that relationship is both of you can be there for each other not only to bounce this pain body off of each other to have it come up to the surface, but then to have conversations like this where you work through it. You work through it. Yeah. Not not for the point of the marriage, but to help each other yeah. uncover your own bullshit. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of personal growth that has to go on in a in a successful relationship, especially a marriage. There's, you know, just just staying stagnant is not a good recipe for a marriage. So there has to be personal growth and on one hand, who better to help you with this than the person that you are spending your life with? Yeah. Or a therapist, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it's not your spouse, if, if you're not in a position where the spouse can take care of that for you, you could be a therapist, right? No, but and maybe, maybe right now, I don't know if I will bring this up right now just because you brought up the therapist, but at the same time, also another reason why we're doing this is because as we were going through the turmoils of our personal relationship, right, um, one, I guess to begin with, years and years ago, we tried marriage counseling, meaning like both yeah. of us go to a therapist. Yeah. Uh, and that didn't work that out well. Yeah. I don't know if we got anything out of that. Yeah. Nothing. It was nothing. Like I, in fact, we were struggling with, with some pretty major stuff. And like, I felt like the therapist actively got uncomfortable me bringing up like what I was actually struggling with. And I'm like, isn't your goal to like hear everything out and right. not like actively become uncomfortable? What is if it I'm you, talking if about? If you can make the therapist uncomfortable <laughs> as, as bonus points. So, so yeah, I think that this is another reason why we're doing this. And maybe this is a great that it came up in, in the first podcast is that I am, I dig so deep that I do make people uncomfortable, including therapists. Sometimes me. And so, well, no, usually you, right? Yeah. But I think you, you have, you have like gotten used to it to where you have, you become the stamina of you digging so deep is there, right? Yeah. But most of the therapists don't even dig deep. Yeah. I mean, they, I know that therapists have a regimen that they follow as far as diagnostics and treatment and, and all that. And there's all the different CBT and all those things that, and maybe they work well for some people. I don't know. I just haven't found anybody that worked well for me. No, yeah. So yeah, on top of the several marriage therapists that we went through as a married couple back in the olden days, then you, within the recent time frame of like yeah, three or four years. Three? Three or four, yeah. Three, maybe three. Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're all perfectly nice. And here's my people pleaser coming out. I feel like I have to interject that they're all perfectly nice and everything, but they just didn't help me with my issues of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I don't have the people pleasing uh, desires. So I will just go ahead and say it. I think whenever someone is broken themselves, which we all are, I say this being a broken human being myself, and then knowing all 8 billion of us right now are broken, right? It is really difficult to offer help to someone 
if you are at some point not digging in deep enough on your own end. Right. To, so, to say to someone, guess what? You need to dig deeper. You need to unravel. You need to take this and need to... With me, it's almost in, in, intense uh, approach of like, you need to you know grab it by the head and you need to conquer it because this is you. You're, you're lying to yourself and you need to discover your own lies. And so it's very... Yeah, because you know what it's like. You know what it's like before, during, and, you know, I say after as if there is an after, but, you know, Wait, you further, have, like, further it's during. Intense. It's, it's intense. intense, and it's hard, and, and it hurts, hard. and you're bringing up things that, you know, you would rather just forget. But yeah. in bringing them up, you see that the way out is through. Yeah, but the reason why you bring, what you're bringing up it is is this depth of self that you're somehow either hiding from yourself or not wanting to address. And so that depth is never surface deep, right? So I hate to say it, the little surveys that they give you to complete each time you start a new therapist is is there to s- scratch the surface, right? right. And, and that scratching the surface is a great way to start looking deep, right? But where the progress actually happens is you're at the point where you want to scream or cry. Yeah. That's no, it. No, that's it. If, you, if you're not getting to that point, you're not making progress. It yeah. may feel like progress. You can, you can con yourself into, oh, you know, I made all this progress today. And I've done that. I made all this progress today. We talked about this. We talked about that. Uh, yeah, if you're not deeply uncomfortable hmm. to the point of screaming and crying it's probably not really progress yeah no. which is which is hard hard to admit to hard to you know yeah yeah because getting to the point of screaming and crying is painful like literally by definition yeah yeah and the, and the screaming part is probably a distraction so the crying part is really kind of yeah. where it's at yeah yeah and i do want to point out so maybe later we will have an episode where i talk about this if you are at the point of crying, how about this? No, if you are at the point of wanting to scream, that is usually a blanket response in order not to feel the fact that you want to cry. Right? So, yeah. So, screaming one is a great place to start if you allow yourself to recognize, or instead of feeling a feeling, I want to rage so I can yeah. hide that feeling. And that, so that's a great place to be to recognize that you're somewhere close. You're in the proximity right. of where you need to be. A- anger is the is the thing that comes up to protect you from the next one down, which is probably fear. Yeah. And post fear there's crying. Yeah. Or or, or maybe shame. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is, anger it, anger comes up to protect you from what it really is. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. go Instead of feeling what it really is, you, you get angry. Angry at the world, angry at yourself, angry at God, angry at your spouse, angry at yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, that that was my go-to. Like, based on my upbringing, anger, right? I, it, it gotten so painful to feel sad, sad and unsafe and hurt and untaken care of for so long that my go-to became anger. Because it's just an easy, it's an easier emotion to dive into. Right. And As like, opposed to feeling what you're actually feeling inside. Right. And it's, I mean, I don't know if it's applied to you, but anger is almost more socially acceptable. It's like, oh, you know, you can be angry. That's that's normal. That's 
maybe maybe it's more for uh, for men. You know, men get angry. Of course, they get angry. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much for women. No, but I say that. But that that was my go to as a woman was it was anger, right? But I think as a woman, you know, a lot of women, and I noticed this have the white knight savior complex especially in the western culture like i grew up in a western-ish culture i guess uh but but women in general especially united states have this concept of the the man you know the the cinderella concepts of like the the prince will come and rescue the what you know the white knight on the horse or Night on the white horse is that what the, the expression i don't know whatever it is some some man some burly man will come and rescue you from all your troubles right and so most of the women what the burly part burly a burly white man on a white horse <laughs> <laughs> apparently <laughs> if that's your thing that's not my thing at all <laughs> but no but that is a lot of people's thing right right so the idea of that takes care of everything that you're actually holding as your pain body. Right. You've externalized the solution. Yeah. Like, guess what? I feel uncomfortable. I feel unsafe. I feel insecure. Uh, not because you're a woman, just as because you're a human being who feels all that. This has nothing to do with sexism. Just as a human being, you feel uncomfortable, insecure. And so instead of you addressing that, right, option one, which I see a lot of women go through, is, oh, I will find myself a man that will... Uh, have a good job, therefore provide stable income, who who will take care of me in the burly lumberjack type of a way, right? So you're looking for all these external solutions to the internal problem of your pain body, yeah. such as I don't feel safe. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel um, maybe even self-esteem to take care of myself on my own. And I don't feel worthy and I don't feel... Uh, maybe, maybe based on your cultural bringing, I don't feel like this is something that I should be doing and this is a man's job, whatever, right? Yeah. So that's option one. Uh, and then based on my upbringing, how I was raised in Eastern Europe, um, that was not an option. You know, the women in Ukraine were not brought up to have a man come and save them. That was just not, like, like the, the, the country has grown out of that. Yeah. You, you know what? And I'll, there you go. I think the reason why the country has grown out of that to a big extent was because during World War II, a lot of men left to fight the war. Yeah, and so they're they're left. They they have to fend for themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So my grandmother, you know, during World War II, were, was brought up by guess what? There's no men. Yeah. There's quite literally no men. You it's either done, killed it or there more. Or it doesn't get done. Yeah. Yeah, and so the the women almost you know with World War One and World War Two in Eastern Europe almost have this rigidness to them because they have to, right? So so my upbringing was oh, there's no white knight on the white horse <laughs> with burly hair. I don't know burly burly hair. Burly hair. I don't know a beard probably. I don't know. That was not obviously they would have that was not the fairy tale that I was sold. And the fairy tale that I was sold is guess what? You take care of yourself. You're responsible. There's no one else. And so with me, that pain body, instead of leading you into the savior, you know, rescue complex, leads you into 
independence independence and and like almost independence to an extreme right uh self control self uh regiment you know self esteem overcompensation thereof on on the opposite end of that you know white knight yeah concept yeah maybe by the end of this podcast I'll get the white knight part right <laughs> is it white knight or is it white horse I'm still not sure I have no idea you have to look this up, but it is what it is here. So yeah, so that's the other end of it, right? Is that, I don't know if it applies. I'm sure it applies to some women here, especially, I think it's starting to apply to a lot of women being raised right now to where, you know, the feminism movement is almost creating that other shift to where, oh, we're no longer dependent on men. We drive our own destiny, Right. And so that takes you into my pain body. And that pain body is instead of addressing the fact that you still feel insecure and small and insignificant and unable, you know, unsafe, maybe even you overcompensate for it with, with burliness, with strength, with, with whatever. Externally. Externally. Yeah. All external, right. As uh, Meaning what I'm trying to say is as opposed to getting to the point where you're feeling what the truth is at the core that I, you need to address is what is my opinion of self, right? What, what, which is what drives, drives self-discovery, right? And so when you get married, right, that is already embedded in you at the core. So let's say even if you decide to get married early in your late teens, right, that's already there. Yeah. So by the time you get married, that pain body of self is already running its full course. And so even though you and I got married in our early 20s, we are already well into living our pain body. Yeah. I mean, some some men have the corresponding, I need to be the white knight. Mm -hmm. Not the white horse. He doesn't have to be the horse. He has to be the white knight in order to save someone. You know, it's the... The opposite side of that savior complex is the, the savior side. And they're out looking for someone to save. to save. Yeah. Whether that's someone who's damaged or someone who is in is in some unfortunate maybe financial or social situation that they, you know, I can I can save her, I can bring her out of this. No, but no. women have that too. Men, yeah. A lot of women marry men with yeah. the idea like, oh, he's not perfect, but guess what? I can fix him. Oh yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. That, no, that, yeah, a lot yeah, of women do that. Yeah. But at the same time, having that complex and at the same time having the other complexes, guess why you want to do that is because you feel that inside. Yeah. The reason why burly men want to go and find a damsel in distress is because that is what they want for themselves. Yeah. Most of the time, the burly men looking for a damsel in distress are projecting their pain body of... Guess what? I don't feel safe. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel strong. Right. And there's this idea that men need to be strong. Right. Yeah. And so, therefore, because you don't feel that, you almost culturally feel less than the man. Yeah. And so you have to overcompensate with externally. Yeah. With, with burliness and horses. Can axe. Yeah. Flannel. Gas, flannel, beards. Beard. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And, and I, there you go. I make fun of that, right? I, I, I say like, oh, beard is funny, right? But that is a concept too. Like, oh, what? You're a burly man, right? And so a lot of men, I don't know if this is the right time to bring up, but I will. A lot of men almost feel trapped by this idea that they have to be 
sitting on the white horse with an axe and the flannel shirt with the beard, saving the that's damsel in society, distress. That's what society expects? Yeah. Or that's what is, they think society yeah, expects? Yeah, right. Through their pain body, they have come to believe that that is what they need to do in order to make themselves fit. Yeah. Right. Because you got to fit. Yeah, you got to fit in. What happens if you don't fit? Right, yeah. And so we spend a lot of time <laughs> chasing our identity in external nuances, right? In, in like, oh, I will do this because it communicates a message of that and I will participate in this because it communicates a message of that. But in truth, it's never actually realizing that, oh, why am I participating in all these things? Is because I'm trying to, I don't have an identity or my identity is broken at the depth inside of me. And so what I'm actually doing is I'm externally seeking validation. Yeah. And that's another, you can write that one down, externally seeking validation because yeah. that's, that's another story of my life. Episodes two, three, four. Yeah. But, you know, external validation seeking is similar to attachment style and is similar to ego. So all of those are kind of yeah, just well, nuances it's, it's of the all, same thing. It's all like one topic. It's all one big topic. Yeah. And it's just, it's just oh, when you look at it under this lens, it's external. It's seeking external validation. When you look at it the other lens, it's, it's ego, which is, you know, the same thing. Or, or what was the first one? Attachment style. Attach yeah. 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 So, so, oh, how long? Oh, it's on my way, but I was gone for almost, what, 40 minutes? 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one, you get married or you start any relationship, even a dating relationship, whether or not it makes into the marriage or not, it would apply to that already preset with, with your soul's purpose on this universe, which is working through your pain body, right? Work, right? Working through the nuance of you. And so when you enter into a marriage, your partner is there to to validate that or to bounce that off as a mirror, right? Yeah. And I then, would say that that is, that is the higher purpose of a intimate relationship. Yeah. Right? I mean, if there... That probably is the purpose. The main purpose is yeah. is is a to help facilitate really what is personal growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. N but most of us, and hence the podcasts, are completely clueless that that is why your partner's there. Right? No, my partner's there because she makes me happy, or because I need someone. I need someone to to live with or be with. Or, right. Yeah. And so, so, so your lack of self-awareness projects itself onto the relationship, whether it's a dating relationship or engagement or a marriage. And then, and so you start off, like I'm noticing people around a starting relationship with a direct exposing of their pain body. Yeah. Like how they start a relationship already has it, the essence. Yeah. Now, I'm well versed in pain body. And it is easy. It is easy for and me. It's to easy see. to see other people's. It is easier for me to see someone else's than it is to see my own. Yeah. And I know that oftentimes seeing someone else's is probably a projection and a reflection of my own as well. But yeah. it is so much easier to see someone else's. And I almost have to go, wait, if I was standing on the sideline, if someone if I could say my story out loud as if someone else is telling it to me, mm -hmm. 
then it's then that helps a bit because then it's like oh yeah and i guess through all the digging i have done i find it easier to see through yours just because you and i are so close together and i know you so well yeah but i still have a hard time seeing through mine right and so and so because of that but, but I'm so gung ho about uncovering it right. that I will there's basically no, there's nobody more gung ho about it than you. <laughs> so yeah, so I will basically tear myself apart if I'm not seeing something. That is my approach. But I always say this, knowing that I, that is not like really anyone else, yeah. N- not as a uh, self prompting and pompous expression. Just realize that my approach to it is is probably. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. Yeah. And you don't have to be this hardcore. Right. I'm that, not that hardcore. No. Ellie's very passive about it. And I almost push him. Yeah. Which I appreciate even when I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you don't have to be hardcore, right? Like it doesn't have to be like death. Life, death, life, life mission. Or, life mission or, or like life or death, which is the approach that I take, right? But that... So with me, the reason I do that is because on my, I guess, in my process of self-discovery, you sooner or later realize that everything that is causing your relationship to fail, all your relationship, not just marriage, is the extent of your own self-lying, right? You're lying to self. Yeah. And so- when you realize that and you, when it becomes extremely transparent that this is something that causing your relationship to fail, I almost see that as a like self. I, it, look, I see it as injustice to self and then also injustice to everyone around me. Like yeah. I no longer want to live the lie of self. I'm done. Like, right. I have spent, let's say, 30 years lying to myself and. 20 years lying to you in our marriage, that is no longer a way I want to live. So the reason why I'm so gun ho is because I'm done, right? I'm done with that portion of me. Right. I mean, that's how I feel too. No, but, that, but so that the intensity on me is coming from there. Yeah. And you're just less intense. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is that okay that it's on? Or do you want to turn it off or not? Turn it off. Is that the air run? That's the air, yeah. Okay. We can wrap this one. Oh, no. Go to the next one. Or not. I mean, I would like to go for an hour. Okay. Right? I don't know. I'm trying, trying to think. I mean, maybe it's the right time to wrap. We can cut all this out and then we can have a cut, have a portion where we wrap. Okay. Maybe I was gonna say, yeah. So I guess on on the rap part of it, that's the essence of the podcast, or that's the direction we're going. And I think it will be like that. Like we we will have possibly a theme. We will have possibly an idea of what we want to talk about, but not necessarily. Right? It is not constructive in in or scripted in any way. It's kind of more of a fluid discussion. Yeah. Of what we are. It's basically what we do anyway. Yeah. Now we, in front of microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already talked this way, but I guess in this case, it is more geared towards everybody else. So in a sense that we would just get into the nuance of the story more so as opposed to, you know, have the brushstroke of like our personal, personal knowledge. Yeah. So 
but the goal is I hope it's helpful and it hope can save helpful. you from lifetime of right. not being yourself, really. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.